What is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? It's been too long. Justin Treese and myself, Austin Cunningham, coming to you today with an episode of Talking Football. It's been a bit. We took a day off last week. We said, hey, we're going to come in with two episodes. Guess what? We did another one. This week, we are going to do two episodes. I promise you that. We are getting back on track for this week, and then next week, we're going on vacation, uh, going to travel the world a little bit. So, we're going to have some fun these two days this week. We're going to make up for last week. Uh, thank God the Patriots finally decided to do something in the NFL because Cam Newton has been signed to the Patriots. Training camp has been announced by the NFL to just stay on pace. They are going to be starting the same date. How many players do you think will not be joining? Where do you think Antonio, where do you think Antonio Brown ends up? And then the one story that we all must be following along to, even though there's no sports going on, Jay Cutler and the mysterious killer of his chickens. But before all that, Mr. Treese, we got Treese Sivia. Damn straight we have Treese Sivia. And let's put this on record. When you say traveling the world, you actually mean heading west to, I don't know, somewhere near me where you like to say the middle of nowhere and it's a weird state. That, no, that that's is, exactly right. I'm heading two to quotes the, from you. <laughs> I'm heading to the you. middle of nowhere in this world. Yes. So, one, you're going to really enjoy it and you're going to just be like, shit, maybe Teresa actually lives in a badass place. So, first off, let's start with that. Two... We were just talking about how maybe I should meet up with you guys, and then we found out, ah, actually, you're only going to be stopping there for supplies, and I'm not going to drive five hours to say hi to you guys and then <laughs> leave. So I'm not going to do that. But maybe next year we'll get you to actually stick around, We're gonna, and then we can go ride some dirt bikes or something. We'll have some good times. But um, getting to it, I do have two Trisibias, so we're going to stick with the name that bust because I had a lot of fun with that last one. Uh, and then also we're going to just – I'm going to just name some teams off, and I want you to guess what these teams have in common. So, so we're going to do – first off, we'll do name that bust. So okay. this time, rather than a running back, we're going to go with a wide receiver. He was drafted in between 2010 and 2015. He was a top 10 pick overall. And his best game, sorry, let me pull that stat up real quick, and then we can get right to it. His best game against a division rival, he had seven receptions for 236 yards and one touchdown. In his career, he played 20 games. Holy smokes. Between 2010 and 2015, was he drafted by the Chicago Bears? He was not. So it is oh, not Kevin White, my friend. Son of a gun. Um, But he was a top 10 pick. Big name receiver, I'm assuming. Big, like, all hype around him. Yes. Shit. Okay. These are always tough because there's so many players drafted in this realm that I wasn't paying enough attention to at this time period. But a top 10 pick wide receiver. 
The last one that I missed was an obvious Trent Richardson. Yep. Give me some more clues here. Uh, he played in the Big 12 in college. Played in the Big 12? Michael, no, it's not Michael Crabtree. Um, played in the... Okay. Um, he was drafted in the top 10? He was. At that time period, Mizzou and Arkansas would have been in the Big 12, right? Yep. How about this? He was in the same draft class as Trent Richardson. Man. And the worst part is these are like the years I stopped paying attention to the Big 12 because Colt McCoy was just through and I knew Texas was sucking, so I just stopped paying attention. Did he go to – he didn't go to Texas. He didn't go to Texas. He did not, no. Did he go to Oklahoma? He did not go to Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. Uh, Black Blackman, did he get drafted by the Jaguars? He did. Justin Blackman. Yes. Yep. Is that it? Is that who it is? Bingo. Yep. There we go. Okay. Man, he so, was supposed to be the next Des Bryant. And he was well on his way. What happened? Alcohol happened. Ah, oh, damn it. I hate to see it. Yeah, you know, that and having Blaine Gabbert as your uh, quarterback doesn't help as well. So here's here's his stats. In 2012, his rookie year, he started 14 to 16 games. He had 132 targets, but he only had 64 receptions. Not a good percentage. That's, <laughs> no, how, not bad, at all. that's how bad those throws were. But he had over 800 yards. He had 865 on 64 receptions. Averaging 13 and a half receptions per game. Then the next year, he came in, played four games, had 48 receptions through four games. So averaging basically 12 a game, and then had 414 or 415 yards. So well on his, he's on a pace of almost 1300 yards there. And then that's when he left the team, and then has never played since. Wow. So he was an alcoholic then? Was he dealing with that alcoholism? Correct. Yep. Dang. He's the one that's got a pretty good Twitter game right now, doesn't he? He does Am not. Think, but... Is there another Blackman or Blackmon that I'm Will, thinking of? Will Blackman is who you're thinking of, and he's ah. the cornerback. Yeah. And okay. yes, he's very good. But no, like Justin Blackman is like off the grid type person. Gone. So... I can Shoot. respect the decision that, you know, he said that it was football that made him, you know, feel like he needed to drink and stuff. So, like, choosing, you know, to get healthy and live his life over football and doing that, you know, I can respect that. But at the same time, man, that was a that was a big-time talent that uh, ended up just going away. So, Dang. yeah. Yeah. Rough. So, anyway, so that's where we're at. When you brought up Kevin White, I was like, oh, man, that would have been a good Tricipia. Biggest bust, Justin Blackman or or Kevin White. Um, it would have been Kevin White. Kevin White only has 285 <laughs> yards in his career. I don't think if he's you don't ever... remember, I just said his. Go ahead. Sorry. What? Oh, I was going to say, if you don't remember, the tree, what I just said was 
Blacken's best game was 236 yards, so less than 50 yards less than White's entire career. Man, he just was never not injured was his problem. Like, Yeah. Dude, he has, he has 48 catches in his career. 48. Justin Blackman had <laughs> – Justin Blackman had – jeez, oh my goodness. That's ridiculous. We're not going to go into that. Kevin White, one of the all-time busts. When was he drafted? Was he, was a, was he a top 10 pick? Yeah, I want to say he was number nine, wasn't he? For some reason, I want to say he was like the 17th pick. I don't know why. I want to say it was nine. I'm ch- I'm looking it up right now. Seventh. We were both Damn. On seventh pick. Hey, I got yep. the seven, right? 2015. And I got the double digits, or I mean the single digits, right? Yeah, I mean, what? that's fine. Yeah. Whatever, Whatever helps you it sleep doesn't. at night, Trees. Yep. Yep. Whatever helps me sleep at night. All right. Okay. The next one. I'm going to name. You have your pen with you, right? Paper and pen. Better believe it. Okay. All right. 2010. <clears throat> this is what I need you to write down. 2010. Bears. Jets. 2011. Bears. Ravens. 2012. Falcons. Patriots. 2013. Niners. Patriots. 2014, Packers, Colts. 2015, Cardinals, Patriots. 2016, Packers, Steelers. 2017, Vikings, Jaguars. 2018. What was 17? Sorry. Vikings, Jaguars. 2018. Saints, Chiefs, 2019, Packers, Titans. What do what do all of these have in common? Damn. Okay, so on 2011, it was the it was the Ravens and who? 49ers. In 2011. Okay. Yep. Okay, so 2010, Bears and Jets. Um, 18 would have been the Saints and the Chiefs. And this is just the team as a whole? Is it something to do with, like, a, a particular position, a player? Team as a whole. Team as a whole. Uh, lost in the NFC, lost in their championship games? Bingo. If these teams would have won, these would have been our last 10 Super Bowls. Holy shit. The Bears and the Jets in 2010? Yeah. Wow. Here we go. The Ravens and 49ers in 2011. We just had that. Um, Wasn't that a Super Bowl? Ravens 49ers? Yeah, it was. That was in 2000 and... I don't know what year that was. 13? No, 12? 
12. It was in 2012 that was the Super Bowl. So the year before. Wow, so they just went and repeated. Awesome. Um, 2012, Falcons, Pats. Cool, we got to see that anyways. 2013, the Niners and the Pats. Damn, the Niners were up here this many times. Is this with Kaepernick? Yeah, so 2011, 12, and 13 was their three great years. And Alex Smith was there in 11 yep. and 12. Yeah, yeah, because he, he took them to the NFC Championship where they lost to the Giants in 2011. That's when Alex Smith was still playing. And then that's when he was still playing. 12, he got hurt. And then they went to the Super Bowl. And then 13, Kaepernick was obviously the starter. And that's when they lost to the Seahawks with the Richard Sherman, don't put a sorry ass receiver on me like that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> Can you hit me with that quote one more time? Yeah. Don't put a sorry ass receiver like Trap Crabtree on me. I don't know what he says. Something like that. Poor, poor uh, Aaron Andrews. Just so awkward for her. Oh, man. She's one of the best, though, man. She's she so is. good at her job. She's 2015, so. the Cardinals and the Patriots. Yep. Who was that? Uh, Carson Palmer? Yeah. Yeah, remember? This is the first year they did all or nothing, and they happened to be doing the Cardinals. That is why I oh. will still stick to that's the best all or nothing there's, there's ever been because the team actually went to the playoffs and was successful. That's when it was the Panthers versus Broncos Super Bowl. Oh, my gosh. This would have been so much better of a Super Bowl. Yes. Like, this would have been a lot better Super Bowl. Yeah. 16 yep. Packers and the Steelers. That would have been a fun one. Yep. I forgot about the Steelers in 16. Yeah. Who does that end up being? 16 would have been the Patriots again, right? And the Seahawks? Yeah. That wasn't yep, 16. Yep. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, I guess that would have been. That makes sense. No. Wait. 2016 Super Bowl. Wait. 2016 was the... Oh, I'm sorry. I miss... I'm off by a year because it's saying like that's that was the Super Bowl. So, yes. Uh, Falcons? That was the Falcons-Patriots year. Yes, this was the playoffs the Chiefs lost by field goals to the Steelers. Yep. Yes, this yep. was that. This the, yeah. Oh, that's tough. Um, 17 Vikings and Jaguars, that would have been a good one. Chiefs and Saints, hello. Holler at your boy. Uh, and then the Packers and the Titans, LOL, the Titans in the Super Bowl. Yeah, no. There no, ain't no, no way. Yeah, My no. buddy, going to the AFC Championship game, I tried to remain as like neutral as possible. Like It wasn't going to be uh, the Chiefs are winning it. They're guaranteed to the Super Bowl. It was like, hey, really not sure. Like Let's just play it cool. Derrick Henry you know, ran all over us before. And my best friend was just like, Austin, you really think the universe is going to let the Tennessee Titans in the Super Bowl? You really think the universe would allow that to happen? I said, sir, I really don't know, but I hope they don't. And he goes, there ain't no way they do. The Chiefs are going to win like crazy. You know, Chiefs are going to have a good game, yada, yada, yada. So be it, he called it. Here we are. But man, Packers-Titans, that would have been a nasty Super Bowl. Like, that would have I don't know. That just doesn't seem like a good one. No, it would have sucked. I wouldn't have watched it. I would have been the biggest Packers fan in the world, first off. 
But so the 49ers could have been in one, two, four. They could have been in four of the last ten. Five, because they were already in one. So against the Ravens. 2011, they would have been in there, right? They lost. 2012, 2012 they, were, they were in, so that's two. And then 2013, they barely lost. That's three. And then last year, that's four. Ah, yeah, you're right. Look at that math. Yep. Look at that math. Hey, that's good though. That's a good tree civia. We should uh, we should tweet that out. That should be that should definitely be posted. Okay. So, thought it was interesting just to see how. How the world would be different if that happened would have been really different. The Jaguars would have made it to a Super Bowl. Like that's how different it would have been. Man, you would have been so you would be so much happier. I'd be so much. I, I would be do such. You think a you win? Do you and think here's you the, the Vikings. It, it's how they lost. <laughs> that Vikings team was good. So I don't know. I really don't know, um, but like that Jags team was on a roll. Like they really were. The way they, you know, they beat the Bills in a very close game, dude. They they broke the killer bees in the Steelers. They broke yes. Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Big Ben. They broke them, right? Like they dominated them twice that year, and that was it. That that was the end of it. They they literally never played a game together. Those three again. So, um, and the Patriots like. They had them up against the ropes. They just couldn't finish the deal. You know, like allowing a third and 16 killed them. Like that was that was the deal breaker right there. So um, not to mention Miles Jack wasn't down on a fumble recovery and he took it to the house and the refs called blew the whistle and it, it ended it. You know, that would put it three score game with like seven minutes left. Like the game was over. So I'm not bitter about it. It's fine. I'm good. I mean, I definitely I would be. I don't know if I'd ever not be bitter about it. I'm, I'm still. I mean, curious. I was bitter about the AFC Championship game. I'm just glad Patrick Mahomes made it happen. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. It, it's rough. But, you know, overall, like, I think it would be, like, a lot of these, like, would have been more fun. in the, When it's all said and done. And obviously, you know, we're, it's 2020 vision, right? Like, we're saying this because we know the outcome of the other games where some of the Super Bowls just weren't that fun to watch, and so we're saying, oh, yeah, they'd be way more fun. But in some cases, they really would have been. Like, truly would have been. So, um... Like, the Chiefs you know, like, and Saints would have been better than the Rams and the Patriots. Yeah, for sure. For sure. 100% would have been. I would have loved to see... And given, yes, I'm a Jags fan, but, like, the Jags, even if it wasn't the Vikings, even the Eagles, like... Jags, not the Patriots, right? Like, the Jags versus one of those two teams. Like, could you imagine Philadelphia versus Jacksonville? Team that's never been there, and then the Eagles, just with their fan base, they'd never won one and stuff. Like, that would have been, like, a crazy storyline, given it also was because it's, oh, it's a team that always wins versus a city that can't win anything. So, yep. I, get, I guess I get it. But um, that would have been, if it would have been Minnesota versus Jacksonville, that would have been the first team ever to make it to the Super Bowl in their home city. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Cause that that Super Bowl was in Minnesota. Oh, that's right. For some reason I was thinking Jacksonville. I was like, I don't remember being in. No, it would have been, yeah. That's yeah. why like the Minnesota Miracle was such like a huge deal because it was like, oh, uh, we are so much closer to having it here. Yeah. And that would have been it, incredible. Yeah. 
I don't know if I've ever told you the story, but did I, did I tell you about like what I did after the Super Bowl or after after that AFC Championship game? No. Okay. First off, I think it's the only game I've truly cried watching. First off, I was literally sitting there by myself, just in tears. It was, yeah. Everybody feel bad for me. Um, but so. Wife was out of town. Thank goodness for her because she wouldn't have been able to deal with my shit that day. Um, and that game was the morning game. So – or afternoon game. It started at uh-huh. 1. So I end up going – I'm going to a movie. I'm going to just go sit in the dark and I can cry in front of other people. Um, you know, get a movie, go in, sit down. This dude comes up, sits two seats away with me with his girlfriend – wearing a patriot shirt i look at him and i go not fucking today and i just stood up and i moved seats and i just moved like <laughs> six rows back so i could be both myself <laughs> and he looked at me like what the fuck is wrong with you dude and i was just like no i'm not dealing with this shit okay fuck you fuck your fan base fuck tom brady fuck the refs and then i moved and then I watched a movie by myself in the dark and tried to get over it and couldn't. And then I got out and then I had, you know, a hundred text messages from my friends seeing if I was okay. And then a whole bunch of people asked me if I was watching the Eagles dominate the Vikings. And I was like, I couldn't care less about a football game right now. Like, I don't give a fuck who wins between the Vikings and the Eagles. Don't care. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> So, anyways, <laughs> that's what I did. Thank goodness the movie I watched was a, was at least good. Have you seen Den of Thieves? No, I haven't. It's on Netflix now. It's actually really good. So, thank <laughs> goodness it, it was at least a good movie. Um, so that's where I was at. In- <laughs> <laughs> so you looked at this guy. Fuck you. Fuck your fan base. Fuck the refs. Not today. Move seats. Oh, yes. that is incredible. What did he say? Did he just sit well, there and so, stare at you? Well, I what I specifically said to him was, not fucking today, dude. And I stood up and walked away. Like, that's <laughs> what I actually said. The other ones I just said in my head. But to him, yes. Complete stranger just coming up to you being, not fucking today, dude. And then just moving. <laughs> I'm, sure he, I'm sure he was uh, – I mean, I was wearing my Jags hat, though. So I'm sure he probably understood. Um, but, yeah, he didn't say anything. It's a tough talk about a tough loss. (laughs) I mean, I don't relate to that, but like when the Chiefs lost to the Steelers uh, to nothing but field goals and they didn't score in the second half, I watched it with my roommate and I was so excited for the game and the way the Chiefs started and marched all the way down the field. And I was just like, this is it. Like, this is the year that Alex Smith's going to do it. Like, the Chiefs are going to win a playoff game and we're going to face New England. And then we're going to go to the Super Bowl and we're going to make it fucking happen. Like, I just, I know it. And then they lost by field goals. They just field goal after field goal after field goal. Defense, bend, don't break. Derek Johnson and Tom Lee and Justin Houston and Eric Berry, the last productive year we got out of them, and we just shit the freaking bed. So what did I do? I drank every beer that me and my buddies had in the house. And it got to a point where my buddies were like, you have to stop drinking. I said, I'm sad. I'm drinking all of it. I ended up blacking out. And then the thing that pissed me off the most was I was like, the Chiefs should have won. So I went and played Madden, Chiefs versus the Steelers. 
and I couldn't fucking beat him because Le'Veon Bell would somehow take a screen or AB would just be open on the sideline and they score late and I would just be pissed. So that just made that night even worse. But I don't get the pain to that level, but I definitely understand the pain. That is for sure. Do you are you a superstitious person at all? 100%. Yeah. Okay. So my sister, little sister came over and watched the Bills game with me. We won. It was awesome. My wife ended up going shopping during that game so we could just have the house to ourselves. Um, and I was like, great. I was like, okay, see you next Sunday. Don't fucking wash those clothes. You're wearing those exact same things. And then she comes over to the Steelers game. Tell my wife, get the fuck out. You're going shopping. She's not going to complain. Um, what do you know? Steelers win. Or, I mean, Jaguars beat the Steelers. I mean, and then Patriots happen. My wife's on work trip, so I'm like, good. She's already out of the house. I'm like, okay. My little sister is Brooklyn. Brooklyn, when are you coming over? Oh, I can't. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I don't know what she was doing. Oh, my goodness. I knew. I actually knew from that point that we were going to lose. There was no way we were going to win with her just changing th- things up like that. And let me tell you, I still do not forgive her till this Yeah. Day. These freaking yeah. sisters, man. Flipping sisters. They're the, they're the worst. <laughs> they are for sure. Uh, let's get into some more exciting news here now that we're about 25 minutes into this episode. Let's get to our actual rundown. Uh, Cam Newton goes to the Patriots. On top of that, the Patriots are penalized by the NFL. They're charged $1.1 million. They're not allowed to film any documentaries, any other game tape, stuff like that. And as well, they lose a draft pick. So what do the Patriots do? Say, hey, right before that, they go, we're signing, Cam, we're signing Cam Newton. They get him on a veteran minimum deal, which is great for the Patriots. I feel bad for Cam Newton because I feel like he could go. He should be able to go somewhere and make us money. Teresa, I don't know what your thoughts are on this because we haven't talked about it yet. This is literally our first time, but I talked about it earlier today. And I really just kind of came to the conclusion that they're just going to flip him. They're going to get Cam Newton here. A team's going to have an injured quarterback. They're going to say, hey, Cam looks great here in practice. He's throwing well. He looks great moving. He's you know, making the right decisions. The ball's coming out fast and hard. Hey, he deserves to play somewhere else because we have our guy in Jarrett Stidham. We're pretty comfortable with him. We want him to be our future. I really think that's where the Patriots are at with Stidham. But with Cam Newton, man, it's, it's nice to see him get an opportunity to go play somewhere, but I just don't think it's going to be in New England. And if the and if the Patriots do flip them, they're gonna probably get that pick, that NFL draft pick. The oh my God, they're gonna get the draft pick back that they just lost in the penalty from. Yeah. So I purposely didn't listen to you guys today. First day I haven't listened to you guys, but I purposely didn't because I didn't want my thoughts to get skewed on this specific topic because I knew we were gonna talk about it and. Um, yeah, I mean, either way, they're going to get that back, right? Because even if he leaves in free agency, he signs a big deal. They're going to get a third rounder back anyway. So it doesn't really matter. They didn't lose shit. So, and $1 million to the Patriots is literally like me and you losing like a a nickel out of our pocket. Like who cares? Um, so my thoughts are, Sidham's still the guy. He's still going to start. Everybody's like talking about like, oh, look at the Patriots. They're going to be in the Super Bowl again. I'm like, because they signed a backup quarterback? Um, that's kind of my thought. 
Do I think it's a good fit? I actually do. I think it'll be very good. I think that he could come in if Stidham did struggle and whatnot, and he could play very well. But also, I've seen the way that Cam Newton's thrown the ball the last two years, and it hasn't looked great. He throws it into the ground a lot. Um, it's always like a downward project- projectory, I feel like. So uh, as if Julian Edelman didn't have enough drops last year, uh, I think that that number would just exceed even more. So um, overall, it's a good signing as a team. Like it really is. I don't, don't think it actually helps them win ball games when it's all said and done. No, I mean, I think that's fair. Um, is there anything else that we should add to this? I feel like this topic is just getting beat into the ground today. It, it is. It is. So we can we can we can leave it as is. It, it is what it is. Yep. OK, perfect. But here's the other news that just came out right before we hopped on to do this. Uh, training camp uh, is set to go like they, the NFL told its teams like, hey, we're still planning like training camp is still to go. The original date. Here you go. But training camp is in 29 days, but the state of Arizona has shut down for the next 30. I think they're going to be okay, though. You get another two days off, maybe. Yeah, probably. But, like, Arizona just announced that today, right, that it's for the next 30 days. So what if other states over the next the course of the next week or two weeks start doing that? And now all of a sudden that starts pushing everything out another week. So – uh, why we brought up the Arizona thing is because they did it today. Like they could be the, the start of everything else of all other states doing this again. So it's great as a fan, as a football fan, that training camp is supposed to start in less than a month. And you're like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do this. But there's also that reality that all of that could get shut down very quickly. But I think that we're actually going to know a lot in a couple weeks with, because obviously NBA and MLB are starting up in July. Uh, I know it's the end of July, but people are going to be showing up and whatnot. It's going to be interesting to see how those start playing out. And if those can handle it throughout the season, then training camp can get further along. But if like all of a sudden MLB or NBA is like, okay, we tried this, didn't work, we're shutting all this down again, then the NFL is going to have no choice but to follow suit. Man, it's just like we're so close to getting everything back. And people are like, oh, but everything's fine. No worries. We're going to have to. I just hope we don't get to a point where we have to go do another quarantine or everything just shuts back down because it's going to be bad. I mean, if we would have done it right the first time that, you know, we don't have to get into that. Yeah. United States didn't handle it well. That's that's all we'll get to. So compared to everywhere else in the world. Um, Shocker. But so on top of that, how many players do you think just decide not to go to camp? I think there's quite a bit. I think you're going to get a handful from every single team. And I'm not saying that I'm sure that the star players is going to be to a minimum. I, you know, like especially with how contracts are for the NFL, for sure. But I bet there are some just core guys that just say, well, you know what? I need a couple more weeks before I can say, like, I'll be there. Yep. I think it's really going to come down to the players' family members. Like, are there any members of their family that, you know, has respiratory issues or any sickness that they don't want to risk, you know, taking back home and being with them or anything like that? I know they're going to be in camp, but 
they're not doing camp outside of the city or facilities anymore. So if you're a player living in that city with your family and you got someone with an, you know, medical issue or underlying physical condition or medical issue that can, you know, be increased and or more deadly if, you know, you're able to or if you were to get the virus, that's not going to be good. So I think those will be the players that we see end up sitting out. And honestly, I don't freaking blame them. I really don't. People that are sitting out right now, whether it's their choice or not, maybe because they don't need the NFL. That's what they've said before. Antonio Brown still doesn't have a home. Do you really think that there's any team out there that is willing to deal with the PR hit of Antonio Brown or the drama or anything like that right now at this time and moment with Antonio Brown? 1,000%. He has been quiet for a few months now. Everybody's forgotten about it because everybody's all caught up in Corona and everything that's going on in the world. They've forgotten how crazy he actually was last year. So you want to know what? They're not going to forget, though, how good of a football player he was for such a long time. So, yes, he's going to be on a roster next year, and he's going to be on a contender next year because there's going to be a contender that takes this risk knowing that they can make it to a Super Bowl with him, and they are going to get him on a fairly decent deal would be my guess. My guess is one year, 12 to $14 million deal, something like that, which is still a lot of money, wow. but – so this is what I think. 12 to 14 win, win incentives hit, sorry, to be more specific. So probably okay. one year, $8 million, but you can get up to 12 to 14 depending on incentives. Uh, and obviously the front runners are going to be the Ravens because his cousin's on the team and he's been working out with Lamar Jackson. And then the Eagles because there's already reports that Russell Wilson says, I want this guy on our team. So the Eagles or the Seahawks? Did I say it's Eagles? I meant Seahawks. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I I, I think this I think the Eagles would be a, a really good fit. Uh, if would. you look at it without like being a crazy issue, like they would love his production and play right there in Philadelphia. For sure. Just make that. Oh man, those wide receivers, dude. That offense would be so much fun even with him. Because then you got. Jeffrey, the big body, you got Jackson, yep. who's still got speed, you got Ragers, who's got speed, and then you got Antonio Brown, who's still pretty fast, dude, but like can do anything, right? And then you have Ertz, you have Goddard, and then, oh yeah, you have Miles Sanders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, keep Carson Wentz healthy, and y'all going to a Super Bowl. <sighs> That'd be crazy. That'd be, that would be a lot of fun. So Antonio um, Brown hasn't been in a Super Bowl, has he? He hasn't played? Nope. nope. Wait, no, yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was the he was but he was only a return man when they played against the uh Packers. Cardinals, right? Or Packers? Packers. Cardinals was too long ago. That was like two thousand eight yeah, or okay. nine. But the Packers one was two no, maybe the Packers one Packers one was two thousand nine. So maybe he wasn't on the team then. I, I could have sworn that he was he did play on that team as a return man though. I watched that game a couple weeks ago on NFL network and I could have sworn it showed him as the return man. Maybe I'm wrong though, but might be right. I'm not sure, but he was not who he is today. Right. It was still when Heinz Ward was still there and Randall L was still there and Heath Miller was still a huge target guy. So, um, who else was there? Cause that was before, 
Well, at one point they had to choose Emmanuel Sanders or go with the young guy that Antonio Brown that nobody knew about, and then they end up letting Emmanuel Sanders go. Um, yeah, dude, they've had so many good wide receivers. I forgot just, about Emmanuel Sanders being there. Damn it, I I knew that, but I just forgot. Yep. And they have even, though, dude. They've had so many receivers just come through Pittsburgh. It's like so, every season, it's guaranteed. There's going to be a good receiver. Yeah, dude. Heinz Ward, Emmanuel Sanders, Martavius Bryant, and uh, Antonio Brown, Juju. Like, Plaxico they just, Burris. Plaxico Burris, San Antonio Holmes. Like, yep. dude, they've – like, we just literally named, like, eight just – at one point, you, you considered all of those guys – maybe not Martavius Bryant, but, like, all those other guys, like, at one point, you considered what those guys are, like, a top ten wide receiver. At least yeah, I mean, I think Martavius Bryant was well on his way until he just couldn't stay off the weed. Yeah. Stay off the weed. <laughs> if I could do it well, I would. Stay off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> this story is one that I've been kind of following along with, and I almost said I really wish we could talk about this today, but I don't know if it's any benefit. I look at the rundown that Trees finished after looking at the story, and I was like, oh, my God, he put it on there. Jay Cutler has a killer on the loose, and they're taking his chickens. He put up a trap last night. The trap was moved. It, he said it was drug, you know, a couple feet from where he had left it. He, he, he said today, you know, I'm new to trap, and I really don't know what happened. I don't know what's going on. He says he feels like it's been going on for months. It's only been three days. But I will tell you what, I love seeing this type of content from Jay Cutler. And the, the thing that cracks me up the most is it still sounds like he really doesn't give a shit, but he clearly does because he's putting up cameras, whether they work or not, and he's gotten to upgrade them. This story is fantastic. It is. First off, I want to just make sure everybody's still aware of this. Jay Cutler was our boy before all this happened. We were saying how he, the fucking Tampa Bay Bucks needed to release Jameis Winston and sign Jay Cutler. So, yes, Cuddy's our guy, first off. And second, I love this story. I love Jay Cutler. He's hilarious. He needs his own show. I know a lot of people on Twitter are fighting for that after the Cavalry show got cut. Everybody's like, fine, just make a Jay Cutler show. 100% all for it. Um I think I think we get the guy tonight. And yes, we say we because we're all part of this now. Like we've all been invested. Um, Cutler's been staying out in the little treehouse. He had one night he had to go inside because it started raining. I think that's hilarious, dude. The night vision, just getting freaking alerts that you know, like a story's up on Instagram is Jay Cutler at midnight, just night vision mode, like looking, just trying <laughs> to figure things out. Is awesome. Um, I think I think tonight's the night that he gets him. So he put up new traps. He put what peanut butter, chicken, a marshmallow, uh-huh. and tuna. Tuna was the other thing. All of that inside of those traps. Whatever this creature is, this chicken siller, serial killer is going to be caught tonight. When you guys all listen to this episode tomorrow, Tuesday, June thirtieth, you guys will be like, shit. He was right. They caught him. Cutler uh, him. Hot take here. It's freaking Bigfoot. He ain't catching him. So he he legit thought it was Bigfoot, but then he got that image that kind of looked like a raccoon, kind of a fox. I think it was a possum. 
I think it was a possum. Think it was possum. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's going. I think he gets him, and I I think that I I don't want him to catch him because then the story's over with. Then what? Then we, what do we get? You know, if you guys aren't following him, by the way, it's if Jay Cutler had an Instagram. That that's his name. <laughs> Which is also I, was his wife running it? Was Cavallari that her, whatever her actual name is? Was she running it for him? And then Probably. once they like split, it was like oh, I'll actually take it. Probably, I have no <laughs> idea. I'm not that close to it, but uh, he's hilarious, and I love how he ends off with just like the perfect slogan, where it's like saga continues. Stay tuned, <laughs> like every single time. <laughs> It's amazing. I love it. He's Ugh. so like, dude. The he's got like the perfect hair of the flip, little scruff, dude. He, he's just the man. Like he he looks like he's living his best life. Could you imagine like his wife coming back and being like, I can't believe you haven't tried reaching out to me or like talking or checking in on me. He's just like, uh, sorry, Dylan was a freaking serial killer here on my chickens. Why don't you back off? Yeah. You said I wasn't active enough and I was laying on the couch. Look at me being productive. Yeah. I'm trying to find a killer. Yeah. Freaking detective mode over here. Yeah. Excuse me for making mi- hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And I love just how he names all of his chickens, and he always calls them ladies. <laughs> ladies are doing all right today. They were a little scared. Blue. <laughs> yeah. Blue's the main rooster that he loves coming in. <laughs> he scares protect- the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Uh we're team J color is basically what it comes down to. And I love absolutely, it. Absolutely. Absolutely. What else are we team? What are we team this next year? Dude, that's what the next, I think the next month will really, like we're going to start diving into some like players and teams over the next month. And I think we're really going to figure out like where we are. Right. Because everybody knows last year we were very team Buffalo bills. Um, we are clearly team Carson Wentz as well. Um, again, yeah. I love that you take all the heat for that, by the way, and I and I get to just sit back and not have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. But like, because like Matt and Mel give you a lot of shit for being Team Carson Wentz, and I'm like, I am too, and I'm happy that I don't have to hear it from you guys. So love that. <laughs> um, it's gonna be interesting to see what else we are though, because I actually the one thing I think a lot of people are gonna be Team Cardinals. And I think you are more team Cardinals than I am this year overall as a team. I think they'll be bad. I know people are like, oh, yeah, they're going to be good. I think they're going to be like competing for the West good. Yeah, and I don't think they're there yet. I still think that they need one more year. That's fair. They're probably going to keep adding to that offensive line. Yeah, for sure. So I don't know. That'll be that'll be fun to watch. Fun to figure Figure out what teams and players we are pro this year. So it'll be good. We'll figure it out in the next month. So um, next episode, because we are doing two, we promise this week, um, we're going to start going over some of my running back projections. Uh, We're going to start doing some team rundowns, just start talking about that type of stuff. We'll do some more Trisivia. Hopefully we have a resolution on the Jay Cutler story. We'll get back to that and then whatever else happens in the next 48 hours because we know something will happen because the nfl doesn't sleep so with that being said 
I'm Justin Treese. You can find me on Twitter at Justin Treese. You can find Austin at Austin Seaham33. Austin Cham is a lot easier to say, so I'm going to keep saying that. Uh, at Talking underscore football is where you can find us. Keep reviewing us, rating us, watching us, listening to us. We appreciate it all. Our listens are through the roof right now. They're literally a super high number right now. So we very much appreciate each and every one of you. So thank you again. And tonight we've been talking football.